Hey friends, welcome to part two, uh, the final part of my conversation on the podcast with Alvin Richardson. This part of the podcast, we are talking about uh, ethnicity and culture and racial reconciliation, particularly within faith communities. So uh, enjoy it. And don't worry if uh, you don't have a faith tradition, I think you'll still be able to get something out of this. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sometimes I'll share with people that they'll say, you know, who do you serve? And I say, I, I serve the majority middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the majority middle are people like that. They are people who do not feel bound by their own uh, color or cultural affiliations, that they want to live in a world where people um, can see one another as human, that they want to reject the narrative that has been passed down to all of us in this country mm-hmm. about how we're supposed to engage with one another around race and are ready to do something proactive and doing, so, doing something new. Like a, there has to be a new conversation, a new way to think about these things. We, we keep bringing the old way of engaging in these things and that's why it just keeps looping. And it, it, we never get to the point in our country where we can move past any form of grief uh, because we just keep having the same conversations around things that we, we will literally be talking about for centuries and they will never, they yeah. will never shift. And so yeah, there are absolutely. people who have things to say and bridges that they can build, but, but don't so far out of fear. Mm-hmm. Again, the idea that it, it's kind of where I started, it's work and it's exhausting. And I was telling somebody today that those things are all true, even for me, bridge building person, right? It's work, it's exhausting. And this little voice comes into me and, and reminds me, and I think it's a spirit. Oh, well, you know, just cause I'm tired, just cause it's hard, just cause it's still work and I still have to press does not mean I will give up right. at all. Like quite the opposite, mm-hmm. like to move towards it, not away from it to kind of fall into the abyss of this um, unhelpful cultural narrative that we live in America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh. that, I, 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 I like that phrase, um, an unhelpful cultural narrative, because there's, <laughs> there are so many out there that are, they're not all the time evil, but there's so many that are just not helpful. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, I, I think that way as a, as a person who's a, who's a minister and a worship leader, um, the, the reason why bringing people together and combining cultures is important to me is because I'm passionate about living a lifestyle of worshiping God. Mm-hmm. And I also have a call that makes me passionate about gathering worshipers. Yeah. You know, like if, if I can, can do anything to compel a person to become more aware that God is there, (laughs) you know, that's at, at, at my core, that's the most basic thing that I'm trying to do Yes, is, you know, the simplest definition of worship is man's response to God. That's the, that's a very simple uh, definition, man's response to God. And the more people um, 
that become aware that God is there. The more we can do to get people to become more aware yeah. of the of the fact that God is there, yeah. that is what the endeavor is. Yeah. And that's regardless of color, that's regardless of cultural background. And what I think motivates me to have these conversations is I, I run myself through uh, this very simple test when I'm, when I'm trying to figure out what to do, especially when it comes to conflict. You know, re resolving conflict is another aspect of bringing people together. And I run myself through this test. I make myself do it, especially if I'm mad. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. if I'm mad, it's like, okay, you better do your test because mm -hmm. you're about to be part of a whole nother agenda in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I run myself through a test. And that test is, what does God want? What does my enemy want? Mm. Because when I'm angry and I don't know quite what I should do and what I should say and how I'm going to bring this thing back together, mm -hmm. I, let me just, let me sit Alvin to the side for a second and say, what does God want? Mm -hmm. And what does my enemy want? Now, what does my enemy want? My enemy wants to destroy any relationship, mm. any connection to anybody, mm -hmm. steal, kill, destroy. That's his, mm -hmm. his one note. So in, in his wants, in his desires mm -hmm. is, conflict, hatred, breaking people apart. That's what he's going to want. Uh, in any situation, what, what does God want? What does my enemy want? My enemy does not want us to get past this conflict. Mm, mm -hmm. Our enemy doesn't want us to worship together ever. Mm, right. our, our enemy is going to say, well, we're just, you're just different people. Right. So yeah, you're going to worship the same God, but you need to do it from very different places because you're just yeah. different. Yes. You know, some of what they want to do is like nails on a chalkboard. That's, that's what the enemy would want. If he can use a very harmless narrative like that right. to make sure that I never stand beside somebody that looks different than me, that has a different culture than me. Disguised as light. Exactly. Um, he, he's, he's going to want me to, to fear this person. He's going to want me to be angry at this person. There's a whole list of things that he wants. Right. And so I'll go, okay, I, though I'm tempted to just be mad and jump on some of that, I hate my enemy, my true enemy, more than anything. Mm. I don't want him to have what he wants. That's right. And then I go to the other side and say, now, what does God want? Yeah. Endeavoring to keep the spirit of unity and the bond of peace. Yes. This is what God wants. Yes. This is what my enemy wants. Mm -hmm. I now have to take myself and align myself with what God wants. Yes. That's, that's what I have to do. Yes. And so, yes, when you don't feel like it, when you don't feel like being the culture coach, mm -hmm. when, you, <laughs> when you don't feel like saying the same thing for the umpteenth time, mm -hmm. how many times do I have to tell you? When you don't feel like that, it mm -hmm. is, there's a part of you that says, okay, I'm crucified with Christ. Yes. You know, this, this is yeah. not, I'm not just trying to get everybody to like me. I'm not trying to get everybody right. to like my ideas. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take a salad and make it into a green smoothie. 
I want a tomato to be a tomato and be and be soft and juicy and I want lettuce to be green and crispy and I want them to occupy the same space in the yes. same bowl and be exactly who they are. Yes. And sometimes that's difficult and issues like we have been talking about today serve to try and pluck everything out of that bowl and say, see, this is why tomatoes can't hang around. That's right. (laughs) Oh, that's right. We were not made to be, we were not made to be in this bowl together. (laughs) You know, so we got to pick this apart. I am uninterested. I only want to be around lettuce. I'm going to be around lettuce and specifically romaine lettuce. I don't want none of that butter lettuce. I don't like that's where we, that's where we go. When we we go down the rain, the the wrong train of thought. And when we stop endeavoring um, to keep the the bond of peace. And I do have to say, for all that I, I've, I've accentuated a lot of the positives and, and, and about working together, standing up for one another, I've accentuated a lot of that because that's how I fight. You know, I, I want to mm-hmm. lean in that direction. Yes. But make no mistake, when things like this happen, I am angry. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm angry and then sad and then, you know, I realize now, now there's these train of thoughts that I have to go down. I have kids, you know, nothing, nothing great that you like having to consider the safety mm. of your children. Mm. You know, that, yeah. that there's a, there's a part of me that has to use wisdom and has to think about when my kids are about to go outside and take a walk. Yeah, And it, it's not fear that drives me to think about these things. It's just being wise. Right. But there are conversations that I have to have with my kids. Yeah. That as an African-American young person, other young people don't have to worry about it. Right. And I, and I have to say, you must conduct yourself in a way that will bring you home safe to me. Yes. And if we're going to talk about our process, let's talk about all the parts of it. I've talked about the part of the process where I try to begin from a healthy place, knowing that I'm in the hands of God. The other part of that process is the be angry and sin not part of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't deny the emotions that are involved. Right. It is very sad what happened. Right. And when I, when I consider what it means for people of color, it does make me angry. Yes. But I will not allow that anger to score points for my enemy. Right. It's not, I'm not going to allow it to make me withdraw from people that are different than me, withdraw from people that are a different color than me, different yes. uh, culture and different background. I'm going to, to take it and let it fuel me drawing to them and say, let's talk about this. Let, let's talk about it. I do not need you to become somebody else. That's right. I don't, I don't want to be green goo blended up in the salad blender with you. I want you, I want you to be exactly who you are, be what color you are, have your cultural background. I don't yes. want to change anything about you. That's right. I, I just want to be connected to you like you are. Let yes. me have the variety. 
Yes. Don't show me one face. Right. Like, okay, now I'm, now I'm talking to one of my African-American friends. Right. <laughs> so right. I have a whole different rhythm to my speech when I talk to my That's right. African-American friends. Like, where, right. where's this voice coming from? Yes. I don't, don't, please don't try to be, <laughs> please don't try to be the character, the caricature of what you right. think yes. is going to make me comfortable. This is actually making me very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. You know, put, <laughs> put your hands down. That's sir. right. Yeah. But, yeah. And stop know, doing this. <laughs> you know, stop. You, I, I heard you talk to one person and you don't, you don't, you don't say, you don't say yeah, brah, yeah, man. You know, you don't you yep. don't say dope and friend. Mm -hmm. you, you don't you don't say that stuff right. when you're just talking and then you come talk to me. I get a whole new voice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even ask for it. <laughs> yeah. But but those things are yeah. real. That those things yeah. are all little things that yeah. they mess with the endeavor. Yes. Authenticity is so. necessary. Yes. Uh yeah, we share the same heart, I think, in the way that we process these things. That is the core for me and how I think about these things with regards to race and culture is, you know, there's not a lot in America, I think, as a person of faith where you have to think about entering into the sufferings. You know, the Bible talks a lot about entering into the sufferings of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think in our American style Christianity, that's not really a part of how we interpret the work of God. Yeah, we don't like is to talk a lot about the suffering. I hate it. I mean, I don't want to talk about suffering. You know, like, I don't know if you do Enneagram or whatever. I'm a seven. So I'm always like, where's the party? Woo! You know, that, that's me. That's my personality. <laughs> you know, I don't like entering into suffering. However, what I believe with all of my heart is that this is part of it. This is entering into the sufferings of Christ, particularly as an African-American person in the country. Yeah. And you, uh, you know, we can kind of, um, we can pull some of the weight, some of the negative weight out of the word suffering. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think, <laughs> You, you take a verse like, suffer the little children that come unto me, yeah. and, and we don't think of little kids and go, oh, we have to suffer these children. You know, it's... <laughs> I'm suffering you. The, the, the <laughs> suffering, word, like another word um, mm. that, that works is I'm going, to, I'm going to put my weight towards, mm. I'm going to lean towards mm. this. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's what a lot when you're talking about bringing people together. When mm -hmm. we've been talking about uh, about culture and about race and 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 how we can work this thing out together, mm -hmm. you know. And when we talk about that, having these conversations, it it does require leaning in with some of your weight, leaning yeah. towards someone else's point of view. That's yeah that's necessary. I, th I think a, a, a good word is in being intentional. Yes. In, in my relationships, whether it's a, a, a 
a fellowship of people in a congregation mm-hmm. or whether it's just in my world, my family's world, in my relationships, um, I try to be intentional Yes. about being multicultural. It's, yes. It's on purpose. Yes, yes. Um, so I have... I have friends who are white, friends who are black. The the intention behind us getting together at first was just friendship. <laughs> like you you're funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? mm-hmm. you have an interesting way of looking at things. There's all of these things where the intention behind it is is friendship. And then the different cultures and experiences behind that is all of this bonus. Mm-hmm. But the original intention is connection and friendship. And I think mm-hmm. that one of the um one of the reasons that we end up with certain places where it's like, okay, there's a whole bunch of different colored faces in here, but it is clear <laughs> that there is only one acceptable culture. And everybody has to assimilate into that one of the one of the reasons that that happens is because there needs to be an intention from the beginning mm-hmm. that says what i want is to establish relationships yes. that is that is my intention and yes. i am determined that there will be a variety of backgrounds perspectives and outlooks in yeah. those relationships. Yes. It's not just faces. Right. And it's not just colors. Yeah. This is a this is a fully realized person. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I hear that too from a lot of my uh particularly my my Korean American friends. I've heard that several times from from them, particularly in faith-based circles where where they have said they want my face, but don't want to hear my voice. Exactly. Right? And, and so poking the why, even behind building a diverse organization, you know, like, do we want this person so that our, you know, we got a sexy church brochure, you know? So we, then we could say, oh, look, we're, we're you know, we're, we're diverse because we have this Korean American person here. Look, there, there they are. And I think that's why there are there are friends of ours. I think that is why they would say, "Oh, you can have that. <laughs> you can have that yeah. endeavor." For me, I use this word a lot because it. I guess it just kind of has become my filter. I know it's a word you like to use. Mm-hmm. It's become my filter for everything. Everything boils down to relationship for me. Yeah. It's yeah. It's all about relationships, not about rules and regulations or what are the do's and don'ts. It is about relationship yeah. and and the quality of of relationships. And it's it's wanting to have real authentic relationships with various types of people that are relationships that are healthy. That's where my push and my my drive comes from. That's what makes me define things properly. Race is just genetic and cosmetic. And it's crazy 
that we have literally decided to treat people differently based on a simple color, a simple mm. pigment. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sounds ridiculous to people if they say, you know, you know, we're having this huge conflict over here in this part of the country where people with brown hair mm-hmm. and people with black hair are just going at each other. Okay, so what is the sort? Yeah, no, there's no, no, they're both people. Right. But the people with the black hair and the people with the brown hair, they just, okay, so <laughs> human beings, but the hair, like, right. That, that's race and it's put in a category. Right. And, and the context, the context for it is, is genetic. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then yes. when we're talking about relationships, there is culture, which is, which is not genetic. Culture is in, in its simplest definition, culture is a set of behaviors and practices. Yeah. If we oversimplify it, that's what it is. Right. Set of behaviors and practices. Um, culture is totally different from race but is very important when it comes to relationship right and if we're talking about understanding bridging the gap how to understand the way to bring people together Mm -hmm. there is context behind culture yeah that makes it very hard to be together to live mm. together and to have relationship if both the culture and the context are not taken into consideration when That's you're trying right. to have a relationship with somebody. That's right. And here's a way to take it away from, from, from black and white or from, from color for just a second. Mm-hmm. If you meet a person um, and you like to go to large sporting events mm-hmm. you know whatever it is basketball football nascar doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you like to go to large sporting events that's one of the things that you do you're getting to know this person you've established this relationship of a friendship with them and you start talking about what you like to do and you're saying hey come on can you go to this game this event with me and they're like oh no i don't do that and it's like oh what's that what's that about? It's like, oh yeah, I just, that's, that's not an interest of mine. Right then and there, there is, there's a couple different paths that can be taken. If you are interested in continuing to build a relationship with that person, what are you going to do? You're going to ask questions. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out, so do you just not like large crowds or, mm-hmm. you know, we, We've been kicking it, having some conversations. I'm just trying to get an understanding for why something that I I try every weekend to be in the midst of 50,000 people. <laughs> so I'm trying to understand somebody who right. doesn't want to go to any large event. You start right. talking. You start having conversation. Yeah. If you found out that behind that behavior of theirs to never do this there was this larger context right you found out that a trauma happened yeah and the trauma was severe and it happened in a large group of people yes you may not say oh 
well, I'm not going to a football game ever again either. I understand. That's not what they're asking for, and that's not what you would do. But in your relationship with them, you would become sensitive to what made them make that decision. Yes. It, It won't, it will have less potential for you to write them off. Yes. For being different than you if you have a context. And that's a silly example, but no, it, it makes when sense. We have these opportunities to have relationship with people yes. that look different than us. We we get weird. Yes. And we stop asking questions and we get right. defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you don't like that? Well, what's wrong with that? Right. It's like it, it brings out this idea that there is somehow a lack in us if someone does not agree with us. Exactly. When it's not what it is at all. It's just different. That's what drives me with multiculturalism. That's what drives me with with racial reconciliation, racial harmony, however, whatever terms you want to yeah. use. What drives me is relationship. This endeavor requires me to say, I've got family that has grown up in different parts of the world, that has grown up in different households, that is different color than me. And the same way that I will have conversations with my own kids and ask them questions that clues me in to who they are developing into (laughs) as adults, the same way I do that within my own family the same way that they have the space to go, oh, I really don't care for that, but I love this. Oh, well, I don't care for that, but I love this. The The relationship driver makes me endeavor to do that with other people. Yes. Because right. I'm just trying to collect family people. I'm trying, I'm trying to collect family members. That's all I'm doing. It's all yeah. about relationship. Yeah. It's really brilliant. Thank you. Um, I'm going to have to schedule another time with you to talk about music. Uh, <laughs> we didn't even get to that, but uh, that's okay. Events that pushed us in a different I was going to say, yeah, it, it felt like this was the conversation we needed to have today. Um, yeah, I really appreciate so much of your thoughtfulness um, around these things and, and grateful to know someone else who's thinking as high as possible mm-hmm. about how we think and how we exist in the world. Um, I'm really grateful for that. So yeah, thanks, Alvin. Thanks for having me.